So unless you've been totally um, in a cave and isolated from the news and the newspapers, uh, you can't be on Facebook and not know that um, a four-year-old boy was brutally tortured and murdered this past week. A lady was beaten horribly. I wasn't going to share details, but I'll share a little bit because it's important that you know how bad so that we can get God's heart today. That little boy was beaten for multiple days, four years old. All of his teeth were broken out. Um, His head was so swollen that they had to remove part of his skull. The man that did this to him um, put his, like, pressed his thumbs into his eyes. He was kicked and punched over and over and over again. And he died. I ask, what's the grid I use to sort out how am I supposed to feel? How am I supposed to think? What words am I supposed to say? How am I supposed to act when something so horrible as this happens? I look on Facebook. People are angry. They want justice. They all seem to have a sense for what justice looks like. Some people have an answer. They quote scripture and say, let's do what the Bible says. I see it on there. They quote Deuteronomy chapter 19. It says, thus you shall not show pity. Life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. They say he should get exactly what he gave. Life for life, eye for eye. They ask the question, what about the mother? She should have died protecting her son. She could have done more. She's guilty too. Show no pity, life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. We're also angry. We want justice. Evil has a face. We know who to hate. All this pent-up anger and frustration, finally we have a place to put it. Evil has a face. We want justice. I have a Bible too. My Bible says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But maybe I should read it like this. But God demonstrates his own love toward me that while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. My Bible says, blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy. I read it and my Bible says, That my struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rules, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. My Bible teaches evil not only has a face, it has a name. And evil's name is Satan. Evil's name is not Brandon. Evil's name is Satan. I do have a grid... I do know how to feel and how to speak and how to think and how to act in the presence of senselessness, of insanity, of horrible, horrible craziness. I do know how to act. I do know how to think. My Bible says do not judge so that you will not be judged. For in the way that you judge, you will be judged. And by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. But maybe I should read it different. Maybe I should read it. 
Do not judge so that I will not be judged. For in the way that I judge, I will be judged. And by my standard of measure, it will be measured to me. My Bible teaches that I'm to be different. That people will know I'm different by how much I love other people. Not some people, but all other people. Well, I was a sinner, Christ died for me. People read the Bible and they see verses like this. They see 1 Peter chapter 3. The one who desires life to love and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lip from speaking deceit. He must turn away from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it for the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears attend to their prayer but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. They say God's face is turned against those that do evil. I should do what God does. They say God hates him. I'll hate him too. Show no pity. Life for life. Eye for eye. Tooth for tooth. But I tell you, they don't know God. If you've seen the Son, you've seen the Father. They skip past the previous verse that reads, To sum up all of you, be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. My Bible says that I'm never to return evil for evil. My Bible teaches that I'm to love my enemies and pray for those that persecute me. My Bible says I've been given a job and in that job a ministry. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed us to the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making an appeal through us, we beg on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. My ministry is reconciliation. My job is ambassador for Christ. To speak as though God himself was speaking through me. My Bible says that I'm to speak and so act as those who are to be judged by the law of liberty. For judgment will be merciless to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy, 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 mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. I hate what that guy did. I hate the thought of a little boy and a lady being beat senseless to the point where one of them is dead. He did a horrible, horrible thing. Before he did it, God loved him. While he was doing it, God loved him. Today, after he did it, after that little baby's dead and in heaven, God loves him. My ministry is reconciliation. Not judgment. I don't know that man's story. I don't know what his childhood was like. I don't know what demons got into his life. I don't know what doors he opened that allowed a man to do the things that he did. 
But I know that no man in his right mind does what that guy did. Never. Never. That man's going to have to stand and be accountable for what he did. The courts and the juries and the judges and the lawyers will sort that whole thing out. But my prayer is that God would have his soul because God loves him and God wants his soul. And I have a job and my job is to be an ambassador for Christ and my ministry is the ministry of reconciliation. I'm going to pray that no demonic force will hold him to the place where he won't confess Jesus as Lord and that he won't have the faith to know that God raised him from the dead and sent him for him, knowing the evil that he was going to do. And I hate Satan because he is evil. He's the source of all this, all of it. This is where our faith gets tested. This is where every fiber of your body wants to be like the Facebook people that say, I wish I could have five minutes with them. If I was that baby's mom, this would have never happened. Maybe, I don't know. They're not that baby's mom. They weren't there, and they don't know what happened. My call is not to judge. My call is to love. As a Christian man, I was given one of the greatest honors of my life last week. On Friday, um, me and Teresa and Laurel Olette got to spend five or six hours ministering to the mother that got beat senseless by that guy. Um, To the mother that lost her little baby. To the mother who saw all over the internet what a horrible, horrible, evil person she was. She didn't know Jesus. I know stuff about her life now. I know her story. It's a horrible story. It's a horrible story. I know that we shared Jesus with her and we told her what the Bible says about her because she didn't see herself as the cause of her son's death. She covered that baby's body with her own. She got kicked. Her ribs are broken. She had big wads of hair pulled, literally pulled out of her head. Her hand was broken. Her wrists were broken. Her eyes were just gross. They had been punched so many times. Maybe she had a piece of it. Maybe she shouldn't have been in there with that guy. I don't know, but my job's not to judge. My job is to be an ambassador for Christ, and my ministry is reconciliation. And I know that on a couch in my house, that lady asked Jesus to be her Lord. I know that God touched her because before that thing happened and she had all this misery in her life, God loved her. And in the process of while it was happening, God loved her. And after her little baby was dead, God loves her. And he wants her soul. And he wants her to spend eternity with him. He wants her to go to that place where there won't be any more tears. Where he personally will wipe the last one out of her eye. There's always a story. Don't let your heart go to judgment. There's always a story. People say, how can you comfort and cry for such a person that would put her children in the presence of a monster? But my Bible says that some are going to to spend eternity with God, but most are not. How's God going to decide? How will he know? My Bible says in Matthew chapter 25, it says, Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. 
I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did we see you a stranger and invite you in or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? The king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it, to one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it to me. I wonder what does the least of these look like? I wonder if it looks like a lady who started taking drugs when she was 11 years old. How does an 11-year-old take drugs? I think she's one of the least of these. I think God says, whatever you did for the least of these, you did that unto me. And I didn't get the rest of that scripture, but you probably all know it. Because then he looks to the other ones, the ones that he calls the goats, and, and he goes through the same process, only they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't. And they said, Lord, when was it that we didn't do all these things? And he said, every time that you had the opportunity for one of the least of these brothers of mine, and you didn't do it, you didn't do it for me. The one that I call Lord, on the day that he was brutally beaten and murdered, just like that little boy, horribly hit with the cat of nine tails, flesh torn off his body, guts probably hanging out, spikes driven through his wrists and through his feet, hung naked, humiliated, on the day that he was brutally murdered and he was killed, tortured. The words he said were, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I think God's plea through me today is that you will have his heart and you will understand that your job is ambassador for Christ and that your ministry is reconciliation and that you'll know that God loves that man that did that horrible thing. God doesn't want him to spend eternity without him. God loves that mom and we don't know their stories but it's a horrible thing. That you won't let that poison into your heart when you read the Facebook or you look at the newspapers. And it all might be true. Every bit of it might be true, but it's not God's heart for you to hate. It's God, God's heart for you to judge. It's for, your, for you to love and for you to forgive and for you to pray. And there's a process to take care of justice on this earth, but vengeance is not for us. We're ambassadors for Christ with a ministry of reconciliation. I met the lady. I cried with the lady. She lost a son. It kills me to see people that say evil towards her. Even if she did bad. I don't want that job. I want the job to be the ambassador for Christ. The ministry of reconciliation. To love my enemies. It makes no sense. But the kingdom is not this world. It's not how it is. It's different. And if we'll be different, how we're called to be different, and people will know we're different, how come? By the way we love each other. By the way we love the people that no one wants to love. That's how they'll know. 
Jesus, I thank you that while I was yet a sinner, you came for me, that I might be reconciled to the Father, that your love was so great, Father, that you'd send your Son to take the worst beating that any person could take, to have his flesh torn from his body because I was yet a sinner, but you didn't want to see me spend my eternity away from you. You wanted me to be with you. I purpose in my heart, Lord, to be an ambassador for Christ. I pray for each and every one of us, all of us, Lord, that when we see these stories, that we'll grieve for the families, Lord, for the lost. We'll hate evil because evil has a name and his name is Satan. We'll stand with you opposed to everything that he stands for. He's a thief. He's a liar. He's the father of lies. He's a killer. There is no redeemable quality in him. But we'll love the unlovely Lord. And we'll go to see the least of these, Lord. And when you put them in our path, we're going to be like you. Not like the people that say, show no pity. A life for a life, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, Lord. We want mercy. There's truth in show no pity. There's truth in a life for a life and an eye for an eye. It's a lower covenant. It's less than what you would have us. We can have judgment if we're willing to be judged. Or we can extend mercy and we can receive mercy. Father, I pray for every heart and every mind in this place, for your church all over the world. There were lots of evil things that happened last week, not just here. I pray that every Christian brother and sister will have your heart and would have your mind would stand up for you and against evil and not, not come alongside evil. Even though it seems right, it's not right. They don't know God. I pray that they would know you, God. I pray that we will know you more. That we'll continue to grow in our true knowledge of you. Thank you, God, that you're transforming us by your spirit from glory to glory, God. Thank you. And I personally, God, I thank you for one of the greatest honors you've ever given me, for Teresa and for Laura, God, that you place the least of these in our path, Lord. Thank you. Do it again, please. I pray for Brandon Hayes, Lord. I pray his soul into your kingdom, Lord. I pray that he would repent in his heart, and I pray that the demon that caused him to do this thing and all the hurts and the pains in his life, God, that you will heal his heart that you'll have him, Lord, that his soul will be yours, that he'll confess Jesus. I pray that that thing that happened with Corinne, Lord, on Friday afternoon on my couch, God, I pray that it was real, that it wasn't just words coming from an emotional lady, that it was truly the place of her heart, Lord, that, that she can now begin to be changed, that she can be renewed by the transforming or transformed by the renewing of her mind, that fortresses, all the pains and all the hurts will be torn down, that, that such a grace will come for these people, Lord. And God, I thank you for that little boy who never had to make a choice. He never had to choose you. He gets grace just because he's a little boy. He's in your glory. He's gonna ha- Maybe he already has his perfect body, God. Never going to wear out. No one's ever going to abuse it. He doesn't need tear ducts in heaven, Lord. No tears. You cleaned him up as he came through the door. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.
Thank you that we can have your mind and we can have your heart.